Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? It's going well. Busy, 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 but it's definitely good to be busy uh, with the new season and Mm -hmm. all the exciting stuff we're up to. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff going on right now. Uh, before we dive into the episode, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to us on YouTube, Third Party Pod. We stream weekly, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursdays. We got a good episode, though, today. We're going to be covering some exciting podcast updates, Apex News, Mastering the Legends for Horizon and Octane, as well as some listener questions. Before we do any of that, though, let's dive into some five-star reviews. First review is coming from Smashes Moss, a five-star review. I've only recently picked up Apex, and after becoming addicted, immediately set out to find support. The third-party podcast is one of my new favorite resources. Not only have I picked up a lot of general tips, my favorite part is, like actual Apex, the time and effort spent exploring the lore. Shay and Henry are great to listen to and have great rapport, so each episode is just great and satisfying to listen to. Much appreciated, Smashes. Next review is coming from GHD plus a bunch of other letters. Five stars. I've been listening for a while, and I've gone from a medium-skilled player to a diamond-slash-platinum player, and I've gotten 1,600 Wraith kills ever since I started listening. Thanks, G. That's the social proof. Mm-hmm. You know, all those online courses, they say, oh, all these oh, people yeah. had a great mm-hmm. success. That's what we got here. You listen to the pod, you become a beast. Exactly. Simple social formula. Proof. Simple formula. Let's keep it rolling. Quick little update is uh, we've gotten some feedback that some of our listeners think we speak too slow. Um, and so we just wanted to remind everyone that you can actually speed up the podcast uh, to be 1.2 times or even double time. Uh, so that you can really get the information even faster. Um, And if you really want to have a good laugh, uh, you can put the podcast on half speed and listen to our voices in slow-mo. And it's hilarious. Early on, Shane, I really uh, thought that was pretty hilarious. So that's the update on speed. Um, You know, we don't mind whatever Mm -hmm. speed you listen to as long as you're listening. So know that Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that is for sure a possibility. Definitely. I would recommend it. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for a while now and I would try it out because I listen to the podcast while I edit it on like 1.5 or 2. So it definitely is a, eh, it's not a big deal. I don't think we talk too slow though. We just try and be concise and convey some information to everybody. All the good stuff. That's right. Okay, another little update on our Patreon tournament. So big announcement here. We're hosting our very first tournament this Friday and Saturday, uh, November 20th and November 21st. It's going to be a 1v1 firing range tournament refereed by your hosts, Henry and myself. In order to enter, all you have to do is join our Patreon community and comment your information on our tournament's post. You can also unlock a bunch of other amazing benefits from joining Patreon, like private hangouts, gaming sessions with us, which we're getting a couple in this week of t-shirts bonus episodes we really hope to see you there there's a lot of really awesome awesome cool stuff over there it should be a lot of fun i'm excited we're going to be in the firing range uh you know refereeing like Mm -hmm. you said so it'll be a lot of fun to see what weapons people choose and how things shake down Uh, we also just recorded and posted a bonus episode for patrons which includes both of our legend concepts their abilities their backstories 
as well as we made some predictions on season seven. So go over and check that out if you're interested. Um, I thought it was a fun one. Uh, yeah, so, I yeah. think we did really good on the legend concepts. We are still waiting on some of the feedback, but I think we nailed it. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on our ideas. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some pretty dang funny similarities, but hey, it's like a strong legend is if, a strong legend. Hey, if you're a Titanfall fan, we pulled heavily from Titanfall lore as well. So yeah. we, we wrapped the whole universe together with a nice little bow on top. Let's now dive into the news. First piece of news, Black Friday sale is going to be launching sometime between the 21st and 28th. Our guy Shrug's best guess being the 24th. You know, Black Friday sale comes with a bunch of bundles, great deals on all things Apex. You got the, you know, Apex pack bundles, the skin bundles. We're also going to be seeing the return of Airship Assassin as Shrug broke on our last episode with him. Uh, and another fun skin, you know, Octane's Jester skin is going to be returning to the store. Uh, that one's got a really good soft spot in a lot of people's hearts, especially the Octane fans. Uh, we could go over the rest of the skins, but really check them out for yourself. Uh, go over to Shrug's uh, Twitter or YouTube. It's all linked in the bio. A lot of cool stuff. What are your thoughts on the Black Friday sale? It's going to be big. It's going to be really big. Um, you know, these packs just get huge. And mm-hmm. I think with this Jester coming back and just recent uh, skins and recolors for Octane, he might be getting up there and having some of the best skins in the game. He was a slow start for me, yeah. personally. Like, I was not a huge fan of the initial four skins that he got, but all of his bonus skins and recolors have been absolutely awesome. He is definitely picking up the pace uh, on that front. No doubt. We also got some leaked skins for the Holiday Bash. We're seeing the return of a lot of our favorite Christmas skins. And so if, you know, you didn't get them last Christmas season, now's your time to capitalize on some of the ones you missed. Uh, I know I'm going to try and talk Henry into getting the Gibraltar polar bear skin because I think it's the most intimidating skin in the game. It is. And if I was playing Gibraltar, oh my, that's a really good one. But there's a bunch of other really fun ones as well, including the Nutcracker Mirage one, which I'm a huge fan of. Next, we have some updates coming from the Apex Twitter itself. Uh, Some changes to the Apex Battle Pass. So, you know, changes have gone out to the Battle Pass system since launch, you know, received some Negative feedback at the beginning, uh, and the new Battle Pass system is going to be rewarding players with additional 10 additional levels and promises that the Battle Pass will be easier to complete, uh, and so that's going to be rolled out in the next patch. We're also, until that next patch, have double XP uh, for the Battle Pass, which started on November 12th. It's going to be running until the patch. You know, I know there's a lot of negativity out here around there. It doesn't seem like Apex meant to like make the Battle Pass significantly harder to complete. Uh, I think if they did, they wouldn't be rolling out as many fixes as they have intended to. Yeah, I think everything is definitely getting back on track. And, you know, I'm on, I'm really liking the Battle Pass. I think a lot of the rewards are looking good. And I'm so hyped for I'm that R9 skin. a lot faster now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely feel like the changes have made a significant impact. And so I'm excited to see uh, kind of what goes down in the next week or so. Uh, but yeah, keep uh, keep getting the battle pass and grinding on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely are. Yep. Last piece of news, some changes to the ring. So the change ring damage. The ring 3 goes from 5% per tick uh, to 10%. Ring 4 and 5 go back from 10% to 20%. What are your thoughts on the ring change? I know it's kind yeah. of been a topic we haven't dove super deep into, honestly. Uh, but we've talked about it a lot, not on the podcast itself. 
Yeah, so we kind of broke down the changes they made on our big season seven mm-hmm. episode. And this was one of the changes that kind of came out of left field. You know, we're not mm-hmm. really sure why uh, the ring had to be changed, especially when you're adding mobility with yeah. higher jump towers and vehicles. It seemed kind of interesting. Um, but they did it. Um, what's interesting about this uh, kind of revert is that now everything is pretty much back to normal. Um, it appears that ring two is still 3% from what it was 5% before the season. And ring six and seven, those final rings are 15%, which they used to be 25% damage. And now six and seven are less damage than four and five, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily matter, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting to see season seven why did they make these changes? They wanted to make it so that ring two, you could be knocked and get a syringe off. Probably good. And then six and seven aren't as strong and you're not dying to ring mm-hmm. as much. But four and five are now um, significantly pushing you in. So seems like interesting. middle game, you know, is still strong and good and pushing you in. But games aren't being as determined by major hits from the ring. So interesting stuff on this front um it's still it's kind of not settled yet so not quite sure how it's affecting you Mm -hmm. know the in-game feel but so far these changes feel like you can't just chill in the zone Mm -hmm. uh, like you could on day one of the season yeah we were excited to see how this was going to affect competitive play for apex Mm -hmm. um and i don't think it's going to have as drastic of an impact as it uh was if the changes hadn't been uh fixed at all i don't even know I if agree. fixed is the right word but just well, changed just back yeah those were kind of some interesting values for ring four and five yeah okay the segment you have all been waiting for one of our favorites one of your guys's favorites straight off of the numbers we know this one is a, a popular one mastering the legends henry break down the segment for all of our listeners so this is a segment where every once in a while two maybe three times if we're feeling crazy if we're feeling crazy Mm -hmm. um we will do a mastering the legends where we pick two legends uh so far they've kind of had some sort of relationship Mm -hmm. um but shay and i will take one of them uh play them a lot uh do a lot of research a lot of playing uh to try to bring you guys uh the best tips and to break down their abilities and one thing that's really nice about this segment is a you're probably going to learn something mm-hmm. uh, about kind of how to uh, best apply their kit to mm-hmm. the game. But if you don't have this legend unlocked, this might be an opportunity to hear more about uh, about the legend and maybe get sold on it. So, And also understanding how to fight against the legend a little bit as well. Like we understand what's go going on. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely do. It is a very interesting. I love this segment so much. I think it can't be said enough how we really emphasize making sure we are credible in talking about these legends. Um, It's like I said, one of our most popular segments on the show. Uh, And so we would do it every week if we could, but multiple, multiple weeks of playing. And we're going to be starting with horizon, the brand new legend from season seven. And we normally do a little bit of a credibility spiel at the very beginning of these with the legends. And so I will just say, um, I'm going to be speaking to horizon here. Uh, I've literally only played Horizon 
outside of the stream when Henry played Horizon and like three games. Besides that, I've only ever played Horizon this season. Uh, I have every win except for one with Horizon. Uh, A pretty good amount of games under the belt. I've talked to a lot of really awesome people about Horizon as well. I'm super excited to break down her kit for you. You have anything you want to say about Horizon though before we dive into the abilities? I have a lot to say, yeah. but I love her. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great addition uh, to the lineup. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing her as well. I think she's versatile, and mm-hmm. you're going to go into a lot of those abilities and how they work together really well. I mm-hmm. think her kit uh, really is uh, synergized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's It has some synergy to it. Mm-hmm. It's a really good kit. Yeah, and her character is just great in of itself. The accent, the voice lines. I've never heard someone spiel as much as she does. You she know. has a lot She to has a say. lot to say. Yeah, it's really awesome. But let's do it. Let's dive into the abilities, starting with the tactical gravity lift. Reverses the flow of gravity, lifting players upwards and boosting them outwards when they exit. It lifts players up to 30 meters off the ground, stays active for 10 seconds, and has a 15-second cooldown. So. Those numbers right there. The first thing you got to realize is this means by the time the gravity lift expires, it's only five seconds until you have it again. The cooldown is a huge portion of this character's power. I can't say it enough. It's amazing. The fact that you can throw this gravity lift multiple times in a fight, pretty much anytime you look at it, it's going to have single digit uh, cooldown left on it, which when compared to other abilities, that is not the case. And so that's what's kind of very special and took us by surprise, at least at the very beginning, coming into her kit. Absolutely. In the early days of Pathfinder, you mm-hmm. know, he had a 15 second cooldown, which worked very similar to this, where the cooldown actually started uh, after it activates mm-hmm. or after you throw it. And so that's, it's a big, uh, it's a big tactical just in terms of the cooldown and how much you can use it mm-hmm. uh, is pretty phenomenal. Let's now dive into some tips for best using this ability. Uh, And the first one is pretty obvious, but it has to be said. It's the easy, easy way for you and your team uh, to get high ground and not worry about someone following close behind you. Uh, Being able to move the entire team with just a tactical is really special and not something other legends can do in the game. Um, And the fact that someone can't follow you is something Henry and I talk a lot about. You got the Pathfinder zipline octane jump pad and these things can get your team to high ground but it does require that you now watch an extra angle uh, from that power position and so the fact that this thing expires and it's gone is very interesting because it makes the high ground a lot harder to attack as the enemy and so i'm really excited to see as well how this plays on other maps not just olympus you know, Olympus obviously catered for Horizon in certain ways, which we'll continue to get into. Uh, but seeing how this high ground is played, I'm thinking about like air base hopping up onto the walls on King's Canyon uh, really quickly or just World's Edge. All the buildings you're going to be able to go up to. We got the sneak peek with a little bit of the teaser uh, for Horizon's ability while we were on those maps. And so seeing how that's adapted into those maps is going to be really, really interesting. Next kind of set of tips is mid fight using this ability. Uh, You can boost up onto roofs real quick, taking quick high ground away from other teams. I love this ability. And I think I was able to pick this up quickly because as someone that was like an OG Pathfinder player, this is kind of how I used to use the quick kit a lot. 
this ability to quickly change elevations mid-fight is something that I thought Respawn was trying to move away from. It really muddies the combat, which is kind of the terminology they use for Pathfinder. And being able to quickly reposition all the time mid-fight, mastering this ability and understanding how combat is flowing and having that very high vantage point can make it very complicated for the opposing team to fight back because they're never really sure where you are at the point. I mean, it's a very loud and you see it a lot, but you still can jump any direction from this ability, you know, learning to use this ability, move around it, bouncing through it both ways. Uh, You can use it as you're hitting the ground to like bunny bounce a lot of fun. And there's so, so many little techniques you can master around this ability, which is something I think maybe I'll say real quick is she's a pretty high skill cap character and she's going to be very good for a lot of people, but the people that can really master that kit are going to be able to do some really special stuff with her. Um, another thing that's interesting about the gravity lift is, and it's very unique, is that you're 100% accurate while you're on the gravity lifts. Essentially, the bolts are going to go where you aim. Uh, which is not the case with Octane's jump pad or Pathfinder zip lines when you're moving. And that opens up a lot of abilities for you to use as Horizon, whether it be uh, shooting people from the very top of the gravity lift or, you know, identifying that an opposing Horizon is at the top of her gravity lift and she's in a vantage point that is going to be powerful in some ways. Uh, I also like the tactical can boost you out of ultimates. You know, if Bangalore's thing is about to explode on you, Caustic throws an ult on you, or even another Horizons black hole, which we'll get to in a second here, uh, you can just throw this little tactical down, boost out of there, and you're no longer in danger. Next thing, defensive Horizon. And this is one of the first things I think we thought of when we were looking at her kit, and it was kind of interesting to see how this played. But indoors, Horizons Gravity Lift has a lot more purposes than you may expect. Uh, The first of which being you can block doors with gravity lifts. And this doesn't just like block players from coming in, but grenades as well. You know, grenades get lifted up when they're thrown into the gravity lift. And this causes a lot of the time, at least in my playing, to have grenades that are thrown out of gravity lift through a door explode above the opposing players' heads and not just land on you while cooked and deal some massive damage or knock you if you're healing. You can really use this ability to wall up and set some defense. Even if someone's already indoors, you can throw a gravity lift between the two of you and that's just going to cause a quick little pause in the battle. And that pause can maybe save you. It's kind of tough to say. You'll have to play it for yourself and understand it in practice, but Being able to stop combat, make it hard to see. This is how Henry and I have talked about kind of using the Revenant Silence a lot, is nobody wants to go through it. It's hard to see through. And so if you need to get away, pop this thing down. Maybe you get the bat off if you were low health or something. It's very weird for an opposing player to push through the horizon gravity lift. Let's talk a little bit now about how we can use this gravity lift a bit more aggressively. It really offers you the ability to attack from angles in battle that just other legends can't do. You know, we talked a little bit about boosting yourself straight up to shoot people from 30 meters above. Uh, I liked using this to like if you're in a three on one and someone's running away, uh, you can boost up to get an angle on them that you may otherwise not have been able to send those last couple of bullets in them, get the a limb. Uh, we've used that a couple of times. And. It's a little sus mid-fight. Boosting straight up mid-fight is something a lot of people 
I think like to do initially, and there's very good uh, uses for it as well. But definitely be aware that while you shoot yourself up, you can be a bit vulnerable and can get lasered if someone is expecting it. Um, but that, that one just just more of like a 50-50, it might be successful, it might not kind of move. Um, boosting yourself up allows you to survey the battlefield and drop on enemies from really interesting angles. I've really enjoyed being able to boost up and then if like we're pushing a team, boost up and then you can come on a jibby bubble from above. And that's something that's really special because it's just this ability to attack from a different angle that people aren't used to. And it's a little weird when someone's flying at you from above with a mastiff or something, closing that gap in a really special way that other legends just can't do. Even Pathfinder's grapple is going to send you in at an interesting angle and it's not as direct and controllable. And so it's very unique in that way. Um, If you're bold enough, you can throw the tactical on enemies to boost them up into the air. It will disrupt the combat a little bit. This is a hard one to use. Uh, I know this one was kind of like showcased in the trailer. There's some highlights of people doing it. I haven't found it to be the most effective, but you can send people up into the air. Um, And if you get a couple kills off of it, send us the clip because that would be a fun one to post. Uh, That's a fun one, definitely. Uh, also, if you're caught up in the open, a little horizon lift can help you avoid a couple of bullets, give you that nice little boost you might need to get behind cover or just get away. It's definitely not the first use. It's not going to really save you all the time, but a little something might help you if you're in a dire situation. Uh, also, should be noted, the gravity lift can move cars as well. Uh, not the most useful thing. We've, you know, we're going to talk about this with Octane's Jump Pad as well, uh, but we haven't at least been able to put this into practice in an effective way in-game. And a serious power with Horizons Tactical is that your teammates can use it. So, you know, be aware. If someone needs help, boost them up there to the high ground. Uh, it, team utility is something really interesting and important, and we're going to talk about it a lot today. But this is a serious power behind Horizons Tactical. The ability for the entire team to use it, if you're in sync with your team, you can deal out some serious damage. I will say, though, make sure you are not accidentally boosting your teammates up into the air when they're locked in on somebody or in combat. You, as good as it is at muddying the combat for the opposing team, it can very much muddy the combat for your teammates if used incorrectly. Figuring out that balance is really well. Uh, important. So that's kind of Horizons Tactical. There's a lot to be said still as we're going to talk about how it couples with the rest of her kit uh, because it's kind of the foundation for everything in her kit. And so I really like this ability a lot. It's been really fun. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there maybe? I thought that was a really nice overview uh, of the tactical. And I think it's just nice that you pointed out the fact that this tactical introduced new angles to the game. Like, this is not only something that is a new mobility, but also, like, people are now looking at different angles, and you can attack from different angles than before, and the whole team can come through the same angle, and you get it all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no matter how you're using it, you're grabbing a two-story building, you're just going straight up to snipe at long distance over a building or you're using it to obstruct, or you're using it just to get a little forward momentum, do it. Like, mm-hmm. use it as much as possible. There's really no reason not to be using the tactical um, as much as you're getting it. Yeah, that cooldown is crazy. Um, we're excited to see 
how the balancing goes with that one. I think that's one of our big question marks with her, but I'm maybe I'll cut to a little summary, like real quick. I'll say she's a really good legend and we are incredibly excited that they introduced a very good legend um, out of the box and how it gets changed from here on out is going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. And like we always say, most legends are defined by their tacticals. Yep. And Horizon has a tactical that has probably the best vertical high ground for the whole team that you can get. Mm-hmm. It's like the cooldown of an OG Pathfinder grapple with the verticality of a jump pad without uh, having it there for mm-hmm. more than 10 seconds. So it's really a strong, strong ability and definitely defines her as a powerful legend just looking at it alone. Yeah, very special. Let's talk about the passive now. Spacewalk, increase air control and reduce fall impacts with Horizon's custom spacesuit. So no matter the height uh, you're coming from, your gun is going to be straight up. It can send you straight into a slide as well to keep your speed. That's where I've noticed a lot of the power. Um, air strafing is also something you can do. Uh, I think it is not a huge deal, but when coupled with that tactical at the top, being able to air strafe a little bit uh, can be nice because otherwise you'd just kind of be a sitting duck up there in some ways. Uh, and so a couple tips here. It partners well with the tactical, like I said. And dropping directly on people is possible because of this passive. Uh, If you didn't have it, you're going to be running into a lot more troubles. But don't be afraid to drop with people or on people because you're not going to have that delay going into the fight that you would otherwise as any other legend. The slide out of the high ground drop, very unique, very powerful. You know, any other legend that drops from high uh, ground is going to have a slow and well, I say it's slow. It is the shake of the screen, but it also means your fall screen shakes, and then you have to get back up to a sprint. With her, you fall, you hit the slide. It's going to be a substantial difference in the distance you can travel. And dropping with someone is going to be really fun to see how it plays. Like I would recommend. Uh, challenging people for high ground because if you force them off you can go right with them and you're going to have a clear advantage over them in that situation the passive not a ton to talk about there besides that kind of stuff it just works very very well with the tactical yeah and that's important to keep in mind i mean it doesn't seem like a lot on paper you know it kind of makes you a bit concerned like oh this is similar to caustic it's mm-hmm. really in bed with its tactical and ultimate uh but it works and it's really effective like i'm telling you if you are another legend and you jump off of a mm-hmm. building a your gun is going to hit the ground and you're going to be stunned for about a second so not having that allows you to jump up with the tactical as well as have that advantage when you're jumping down on people it's very interesting. We were kind of hesitant on this ability going in. We were like, is this really going to make a difference at all? And after playing her, I've realized what the difference is. And it's made the actual playing other legends and following from those grounds a lot harder. Um, I think it's a lot more impactful than people maybe give it credit for. It's a pretty good passive. Yeah. And it's funny that she always announces it. Oh, I yeah. If that'll stay because I don't know if the whole team needs to know that you're having a soft landing. Uh, but yeah, I think this passive is just amazing polish on top of her mobility mm-hmm. um, and just makes her, it just elevates her yeah. um, just a little bit more. It's not like a top tier passive, but passives are weird mm-hmm. in this game. They're hard so to determine, you know, 
what is a really good passive, what's not a good passive. And in recent legends, we've had some wacky stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. climbing, extended mags for LMGs, like Mm -hmm. some weird stuff. And so I think this one really fits her well and definitely elevates uh, her mobility. Definitely. Let's dive into the last ability in her kit, the ultimate black hole. Deploy a newt to create a micro black hole that pulls players in towards it and hit them with a gravitational blast at the end. Uh, The black hole lasts 12 seconds once deployed, has a 120 second cooldown. Additionally, newt has 200 HP in the center and can be destroyed if shot by enemies. Uh, The opposing enemies that are caught in the black hole are highlighted if they are behind newt. And it also pulls in enemies uh, behind cover and kind of crazily doors, which is really interesting because Apex very much revolves a lot around door blocking and healing in combat to get away. And so it's cool to kind of see this be not addressed, but looked into with this uh, ability. Some fun facts. Uh, Newt is named after Horizon's son, Newton, that she is, you know, in the games uh, trying to you know, raise that money to travel back in time to reunite with. Uh, another thing it can be destroyed by Watson's pylon which surprised me for some reason Uh, it shouldn't have but it did surprise me the first time it happened Uh, and important to note you can throw this thing incredibly far like an octane jump pad and the HUD behind it that like projected arc and then the radius that it'll impact makes it very easy to throw this thing and land it in the areas you want it to land in so let's dive into some tips though for this ability uh through research this was kind of the funniest thing i had no idea this was possible at all but and i haven't even used it myself i will say that as well so i'm excited to see if maybe any of the listeners knew this already or if they've had some impactful plays with it but if you throw newt on one end of wraith's portal and that portal's within range of that ultimate you're gonna destroy the portal which is kind of cool because we don't have legends that counter each other according to a lot of people That's so true, Jay. this is a pretty big counter in that way i'm interested to see now that i know this if i'm gonna be able to put this into practice at all to kind of mess with some other teams it'll be cool to see i'm just like imagining wraith portal pushes at you you throw it on the wraith portal and then if you can get that wraith by herself yeah. because that portal disappeared you're just turned a three-on-three push on you into a three-on-one and that could be really cool in a way with a wraith who has likely already used her tactical exactly in order to place mm-hmm. the portal so could be very powerful i'm excited to try and put that into practice you know now on another tip uh kind of like the biggest thing i think we got from trailers and just the first kind of conceptual idea behind this ult is combine it with grenades um, and you can deal out some serious damage by doing this. You know, we're big grenade fans here at the third party, and the ult pulls people into them. So it's a really fun combo to throw your grenades into the ultimate as it's pulling people in. I've found it to be very successful. I would recommend Thermites, uh, just because it has that area of effect, uh, and which leaves a bit of a forgiveness, I think, with that grenade, because you don't really know how far someone's going to get pulled in, and they can fight out against it. But if you catch somebody by surprise, this can be an absolutely devastating combo. And I'm a grenade fan, so I really like it. Yeah, and the thermites are good because it's instant deploy. Yes. Like, if Mm -hmm. they get pulled in and touched by a thermite, that's going to do 25 damage, so it's kind of guaranteed. Definitely. Newt can also cover your getaways if you're retreating. You know, you can kind of toss this thing between you and the enemy team. Uh, It blocks not only their movement and ability to push through, 
but their vision, which is something we talk about a lot, is vision's really important in this game. It's a very visual game. And this isn't going to be like a savior type thing a lot of the time, but very much a break glass in case of emergency kind of deal. And we like that versatility that things can offer and abilities can offer. And so that's really uh, one I've enjoyed. And inside, it can be even better. In the open, it's going to be not the most effective thing. But if you're running through a building and you got a team behind you, you throw this thing straight down and you're going to put some distance between you two uh, on the getaway. Also, I love this ability to pull enemies out of cover. You know, you kind of need to be a little bit in sync with your team in this way. Uh, you know, you throw it and then you got to be ready to shoot. And I would recommend tossing it slightly to the side of your cover. And that way you're pulling people not behind it out of the vision, but outside to the side. And I will also say, if, you, if you're kind of in a standoff in the end games and someone's got cover, you've got cover and you guys want to push. We like the Jibby Bubble Push. The Jibby Bubble Push is really effective in being able to close the gap without taking damage. Throwing this ult on people and then pushing in, it's going to force them to move most of the time because everybody's scared of getting hit with those nades off the ult. And so this can be a really nice ability to throw, not even really focus on dealing out the damage, but using the time that they're going to be trying to counter it to close the gap, get that final push in, win the game because we like dubs over here. It's true. Also, I will say, it's not always best used to kind of start the fight. Uh, And that's how I think a lot of people were using it. That's how I was using it a lot at the start, is I'm like, okay, I see a team, we're coming at them, I'm going to throw this thing to start it. It's not as effective. When they can see it coming like that, it's easier to avoid, it's easier to get away from, to shoot. And so I will say, use this ability mid-fight after cracking some people for some damage, and if they're mid-heal, then you toss it on them and you're going to really disrupt them in their heal or you're just going to catch them healing and they're going to get sucked to the side and you're going to be able to kill them before that back gets off. Um, if you do want to lead this ability into a fight, when you're coming up behind people, it can be effective. And I think if you're coming up behind people, they don't know you're there. You throw it on them with the grenades. That can kind of be a very devastating combo, even though you're already coming up behind people in yeah. a way. But when we, we play in some lobbies where people have the ability to just turn on you in some way. So I've definitely uh, used this to kind of secure the quick finish of a team. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the thoughts on the ultimate a little bit. You have anything else you want to throw in there? You covered my, my main application for it. The mid-fight, mm-hmm. mid-heal uh, utilization of it is just devastating. Um, it's really powerful. The placement can be tricky yeah. um, to kind of uh, determine when and where they're going to get sucked mm-hmm. it's because it definitely jerks pretty hard, but it isn't instant. It kind of has a setup time. Yep. Um, you spoke a little bit about the fact that it has hit points, um, has 200 hit points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be destroyed. Mm-hmm. haven't really like thought that is a big deal just because mm-hmm. 200 is a lot. Mm-hmm. and if you're using it like we're recommending and you're using it mid-fight mm-hmm. and a team decides to unload a full clip into it, yep. well, that's a really fantastic opportunity for you. To push. To push yeah. and to put a whole clip into them. So it, in multiple ways, I think that it definitely gets the job done. Her kit seriously disrupts combat in a really cool way. And yeah, couple these abilities together. Go up in the tactical to throw the ult on people. You're going to have kind of crazy vision when you're 30 meters up in the air above Mm -hmm. people. 
and really be able to place this ultimate uh, on them in any direction. That's kind of the ultimate in, its gen- in itself. I'm going to give you some final thoughts now before we head on to Octane. You know, Horizon, incredibly fun legend to use. It's really awesome to see how well all of her abilities work together. Uh, I'm very happy that Respawn decided to introduce someone with movement-centric build because uh, that's kind of what gets the attention of a lot of players and leads to pick rate and success. People like different ways to move around in a game that is so movement-centric that it can be really impactful. Horizon's a fun legend to use solo, kind of in that old Pathfinder way of like, I can move around and get so many angles in combat that I can really take one-on-threes in a way that other legends just can't do. Uh, But I really like her ability to impact the team. I think the fact that her tactical helps the whole team reach high ground is something that can't be said enough in how important that is. I'm still trying to figure out where she fits in with ranked. Uh, I'm excited to see if uh, we can take her to the highest levels. Uh, There's some signs of her being used in pro play. She's got a low pick rate right now in pro play. But a lot of people have a 0% pick rate in pro play. So if that continues or grows, that'll be kind of something fun to keep our eyes on, I think, because I think she has the kit that makes sense and can be applied to seeing a value in this kind of competitive scene. High ground and movement are so important. And those are things that she does really, really well. Absolutely. She's incredibly strong. and. We were both kind of worried that her ultimate, it takes away your mobility. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks you in. Do you feel that it's overpowered at this point? I haven't. I, I really don't think it's overpowered. I think you can get rid of it, and I think it's super hard to use. And that's kind of part of the balance in that you're constantly moving in Apex. And so if you are constantly moving, this ability is going to be tough to kind of like land on you and seriously make an impact which is why using it on the mid heel uh, when people are behind cover or something that's when you can get the most impact out of it but we were kind of scared that it was going to be like we're running at each other as two teams facing each other and I'm going to lead with this ability completely disrupt the other team and if you throw it straight at someone they can move around it Mm -hmm. which is powerful in of itself having Mm -hmm. to alter somebody's movement with an ability is really cool Uh, But I don't think it's overpowered, to say the least. And we've said the 200 hit point thing. I've noticed in the once we I got just got into plat and I'm starting to notice these diamond players are pretty good at having two or three people on the team shoot this thing and get rid of it uh, in ways that at the lower levels they just can't do. So, yeah, I I just want to say I'm very impressed. with the legend mm-hmm. you know it seems well balanced well thought out i love the creativity of the mobility addition very powerful tactical but also it needs to be you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. we always say the new legends really should make a splash and i think horizon has done so in a way that has made the game better i agree and mm-hmm. i'm very very happy with horizon and i think that she's definitely here to stay and will hopefully maintain her popularity after this honeymoon period. I agree. And that's kind of the scary thing with the new legends is a lot of them get the pick rate. She's smashing kind of the new legend pick rate in ways we haven't really seen before, which is cool. Uh, And so, yeah, I hope she retains it. Her character is really cool. Hopefully she gets some cool skins coming up here in the next couple of events and such uh, to, you know, add to some of that love for her because I really like her character and her kid is great, which is kind of a good combo for a successful legend in this game. 
Before we get into mastering Octane, though, here's a word from our sponsors. The Good Games Podcast is brought to you by Henry and Shay. Hopefully you like those two guys. From our success covering Apex Legends, we've sought out to create a new project talking about all good games. But in all seriousness, if you want to hear Henry and I cover games from Call of Duty to Assassin's Creed, check out the link in the description here about all the new good games. More episodes coming soon. Welcome back. Now we're talking about Octane. And we decided to pair Octane and Horizon uh, for this episode of Mastering the Legends because in many ways they are similar. Um, like Shay was talking about, uh, Horizon has that verticality um, mm-hmm. with the tactical. It's kind of like a jump pad. And her ultimate is uh, thrown and deployed uh, very similar to how Octane's jump pad is mm-hmm. deployed. So they're both in a way uh, these mobility legends uh, and their kids kind of have a lot of uh, parallel mechanics so they're not like one-to-one comparisons but they're similar enough for us to put them together Um, we'd be lying if we also said that we didn't know that how much of a loved legend octane is and so we've been wanting to do him for a while now and i think this is the perfect time to pair them absolutely right uh let's just dive right in so the tactical is of course stim And what this does is it increases walk speed by 30% and sprint speed by 40% for 6 seconds. Now, this costs 12 health to use. Um, If you're using the ability uh, when you have 12 or less health, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be put to 1 health instead of 0. So you can't uh, kill yourself um, by using the tactical, but you can get yourself pretty darn close. I remember when he first came out, I was like, are you going to be able to knock yourself? Because yeah. I cannot wait to yell at a random for knocking himself <laughs> as Octane. I was so ready. It, it would have been pretty funny, but essentially uh, you can't do it, but you're putting yourself in a pretty uh, tricky situation if you get yourself that close. Um, you can also stim while using a healable. So you can be hitting a medkit stim and then it, once that med kit finishes, you can have all your health. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a way to counter um, uh, that health penalty, but you can't sprint and heal at the same time. So you'll only be moving 30% faster. Um, also, when you activate the stim, uh, there's a reduction to slows, which activates. And once you stim, uh, you'll remove all slowed effects. Um, slows that are applied after activation of the stim. Uh, will only be reduced, not removed. So essentially, uh, this is arc stars, caustic gas, Watson fences, artillery shell shock, um, even the slow uh, after landing from a long fall, similar mm-hmm. to the horizon. Uh, you can stem mid-air or once you fall and hit the ground to uh, kind of counter that slow effect. Um, it also has a two-second cooldown, which is something uh, that is very, very important. Uh, to octane and is really a major balancing uh, mm-hmm. element. You can't chain these stems um, back to back to back uh, because of that two second cooldown. So it's very important to keep that in mind uh, when you're trying to cover a large distance and you want to stem for more than six seconds. You do have that cushion in between. That's even a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now to compare the speed. Um, to other legends. On the last Mastering the Legends, uh, we did Bangalore and Bloodhound. Bangalore's passive uh, activates a 30% faster sprint for two seconds when she's fired upon. Bloodhound, while in their ultimate, has a 30% faster sprint, 
Wraith has a 30% speed boost while in the void for tactical. And Pathfinder uh, is also just very, very fast uh, when you have that perfect Spider-Man grapple. (laughs) Um, But essentially, everybody else uh, who can move faster than everyone else, uh, Octane is faster. Mm -hmm. 40% sprint uh, faster compared to 30%. Um, he wasn't for a little bit, which, yeah. it, and so I'm glad they made that change because it fits into the personality and kit very well. Yeah. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead to the tips and tricks, but to kind of explain further the speed, Octane is not the fastest at covering a long distance mm-hmm. fast. If you want someone who can cover a long distance really fast, you're looking at, Pathfinder, mm-hmm. you're potentially looking at Wraith being able to couple her tactical and her ultimate together, um, and you're looking at Bloodhound and their ultimate. So, where does that speed really shine for Octane? It's going to be that close quarters, the strafing, the kind of uh, rapid speed, not necessarily the the marathon. He's mm-hmm. kind of a sprinter. He's a sprinter. So that's something to kind of keep in mind that if you're looking to cover a long distance quickly. Octane is not the dominant legend. Mm-hmm. Can do it better than most, but is not number one. Is more of that kind of uh, rapid sprint in your face. Mm-hmm. A fun fact about Octane is that he has a personal dialysis machine on his right hip, which filters his blood, which is how he can recover so quickly from stem. So if you're wondering why he has, you know, a two second cooldown. <laughs> That's because like he's taking the stem and it's having to, you know, express itself in his system and then actually get filtered out, which is a very interesting thing. You should take a look uh, at his character design to see it's not everybody has that small cylinder uh, on the right side. So <laughs> one, it's amazing technology and two, it's a really cool explanation to his kit. Definitely. So now some tips using the stem Uh, It's really great to flank an enemy. Um, If you do go that longer route, even though Octane's not the absolute fastest, most people don't expect you to take the long way around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you are Octane, you can do that. But be careful because Octane is not very sneaky really at all. Mm -hmm. And so don't stem while you're trying to be stealthy behind an enemy, but you can kind of cover that distance fast and then surprise people by coming from a a curious angle. I think that's really important. This is what, for me, separates the best Octane players from the rookies, I think, that don't fully understand the kit. I can't even tell you how many times an Octane would have had the leg up on me, but because they're stimming around and such to move to me quickly, I immediately know I need to turn around and face these guys head on rather than get shot in the back, which we've always said getting shot in the back is the easiest way to be good at Apex. Yeah, and because of how this tactical works, Octane absolutely has to shoot first. They Mm -hmm. have to have the advantage because they're losing that 12 health. And if you did decide to go the long way, you know, you could be down 20 health, Mm -hmm. which is a significant amount. And so you need to have the jump on people. You Mm -hmm. cannot let them see you coming if you're trying to uh, flank, which is very important. Um, You can also use the stim to close the gap quickly and to surprise enemies. Um, And essentially, be aggressive. Be, be aggressive, aggressive. You need to be. Like, really, the speed is Octane Strong Suit, and Shock and Awe is his strength, and where this tactical shines, um, when you're using it, 
use it to get in the enemy's face. You mm-hmm. know, if you knock off their shield, then rush in and hit them quickly um, while they're behind cover. That's just a great tactic. And so that being said, um, you know, normally we don't talk about weapon choice because mm-hmm. you can do a lot. Um, I think with Horizon, you can make an argument for pretty much any weapon. Yeah. You know, she can be a great sniper, mm-hmm. honestly, with the ability to grab high ground, uh, but also that close quarters with the ultimate. So for most legends, it's all good. For Octane, it's all good. But being able to close that gap, you should probably be running a shotgun or an SMG mm-hmm. or an RA-45 or a wingman. You know, these pistols uh, will come back later. Um but really important for that uh, in-your-face, up-close damage. Uh, based on the fact that the stem is so loud mm-hmm. um, and you are glowing green <laughs> and you're moving very fast, use the stem to distract. Um, use this, you know, as a team advantage. You know, you can draw enemy fire uh, while you're flanking or while your team is hitting them hard. Um, maybe they need to uh, reposition or get a res off. Kind of light yourself up. Mm-hmm. stem be that distraction uh that can be something that you should be considering uh when you're playing octane but really what it comes down to and i think octane's uh, biggest strength is his combat effectiveness stemming while strafing with pistols or shotguns or smgs is just so powerful mm-hmm. octane already has a small hitbox they're the fastest legend in the game very hard to hit if you get up close and personal and you're stimming and you're moving, crouch spamming, strafing left to right is really the best thing you can do. It's hard to hit um, enemies when they're moving left to right because it requires more movement of the thumbs or on the mouse. If somebody's jumping or crouching, vertical movement is something that guns naturally do with recoil. So it's a little easier to track, but that horizontal movement uh, can really get people. So strafing while using this tactical is Octane's biggest strength for combat effectiveness, which is what it all comes down to. But you can also use the tactical to get away, and even though it's not his, uh, he's not the dominant at this of getting away or mm-hmm. leaving a fight, really should be going into a fight. Uh, but if you're using the stem to run away from a team or uh, you know maybe get away and try to get a respawn, a uh, run is a zigzag pattern. That's good advice, uh, you know, whenever you're, turn and tail Mm -hmm. Uh, but for octane that's also very important even though you're super fast uh, don't run in a straight line because again easy to hit a vertical hard to hit a horizontal Mm -hmm. i played against one of the best octane players i've ever seen recently and he avoided me and my teammate for a good minute like a legit minute in apex time that is a long time when you're chasing just one person and it caused us to you know run into another team and die, which was frustrating. But this guy was just able to finesse any direction, was really good at using that stem and kind of that zigzag pattern, the back and forth, be unexpected. You have this speed boost that you don't really have, you know, on command with other legends and maximizing that can really make you a difficult target. Yeah, and even though it has a two-second cooldown, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really have a cooldown, Mm -hmm. you know? You can use it whenever. You're not really going to be in a situation where you can't use it even if you don't have enough health you can still use it Mm -hmm. so it's always there which is a good thing to keep in mind and then the passive swift mend this is really the other side of the coin Mm -hmm. uh, for this tactical and essentially while you're not taking damage octane restores one health point every second 
Uh, this is a change in season seven. It used to be half a hit point every second. Now it's a full hit point. Um, this, I really like this ability. Mm-hmm. I think that it's strong. It counteracts uh, the aggression of the tactical. Um, and it just has a lot more uh, uses or impacts than you might think. So the first thing is that's kind of unexpected is it restores health while you're knocked down. So if you get knocked and you take a couple hits or maybe you're in caustic gas or thermite and you mm-hmm. get out of it, you'll actually recover health uh, when you're not taking damage. It won't save you from the bleed out. So it doesn't you know increase your timer, um, but it can keep you alive longer, which is kind of cool. Um, in a situation uh, where this heal might turn out is say you have a hundred health shields doesn't really matter for this but if you stim you're then going to be 40 percent faster for six seconds and your health is going to be reduced to 88 then you have two seconds off during that time you might get back up to 90 health if you don't take any damage you're then gonna stim again for six seconds of 40 percent faster go down to 78 health so then you've covered some gap Mm-hmm. you've you know done it pretty quickly you're down to 78 health it's going to take you 22 seconds to get back up to 100 mm-hmm. 22 seconds is really not that long mm-hmm. so you were able to stim twice and as long as you're being a bit cautious even though that's hard to do as <laughs> octane uh you have a respectable cooldown it is in the form of health but in a way when the math comes down 22 seconds uh, is kind of what normal tacticals are. So it kind of allows you to have the mobility, but also the recovery in a very, very interesting and unique way. No other legend, you know, has their health mm-hmm. tied up mm-hmm. to their cooldown mechanic. Octane doesn't really have a cooldown proper, but his passive is essentially his cooldown. It's very fascinating. So other uh, interesting uses for this passive is that Octane can go through the ring without really needing healables when he comes back out. So he's really useful at grabbing banners or looting boxes in the ring. Um, you know, he can't regenerate in the ring uh, or while taking damage. That's obvious. Uh, but this is really useful to be able mm-hmm. to go in and out um, and to also potentially flank and go cut through the ring, um, which is really nice. A big thing that I try to remind myself and others about Octane is that, you know, this passive gives him team utility because just like Lifeline has her extra compartments where she can find syringes and and cells and give those small heals to her squad mates, Octane can really save heals uh, for his teammates by relying on this passive. You should still probably carry medkits, but syringes are not likely uh, to be really necessary. Uh, for Octane. And so instead, those can go to your teammates, which is good for them. And on the other side, not needing to carry as many healables means that you can carry more ammo, more batteries, and of course, more throwables because you listen to the third party. Definitely. So Octane's passive uh, kind of has a ripple effect and has lots of different abilities. Just like Horizon, connected to the tactical, which we love to see out of Legends. Yeah, very, uh, it works really well together. Unique, but also not like completely reliant on the other as some tacticals in the game are. Like offers standalone value, Mm -hmm. but works very well still together. 
Mm -hmm. adds a little bit of power on its own, Mm -hmm. has some kind of unique uh, capabilities, but again, it works really well together. Now, Octane's Ultimate, the launch pad, commonly referred to as a jump pad, uh, but the official title is launch pad. Mm -hmm. Might have to change it next week. But essentially, when you deploy the jump pad, uh, it catapults anyone through the air. You can press the jump button to double jump. Has a 60 second cooldown, which is the lowest cooldown in the game uh, for an ultimate. Um, Just gotta say, I really love the double jump. Mm -hmm. That was a really big addition uh, to this ultimate. Uh, You can cover a lot of ground, redirect mid-air. and it gives you a lot of actual horizontal movement on that double jump, which is really uh, useful. Uh, Much more moving. versatility than it mm-hmm. used to have. A lot more. Um, and not just uh, moving away in different directions, but also getting higher. So it, it definitely got uh, a significant buff uh, with that change. Uh, but looking at the numbers, the launch pads have 200 health, very similar to Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have four launch pads active on the map at once. Um, I think we've said this before, maybe when we were ranking the legends uh, many seasons ago, but you never really uh, get a, a crucial launch pad expiring on you. Yeah. Four mm-hmm. is uh, kind of overkill, really. Um, but when you're talking about the launch pad, it will send the players in the direction they are moving uh, when they touch the launch pad. Um, if a player is not moving, they will just bounce straight up and down which is kind of funny. Um, anyone who uses the launch pad has the option to double jump before hitting the ground. Um, you know, a, a very important note is that you can't double jump uh, while you're healing uh, mm-hmm. or when you're downed, um, which is unfortunate, but probably for the best. Yeah. Um, you can also bounce any throwable on the launch pad from grenades to dome shields to smoke canisters to even Mirage's decoys and even other launch pads. You mm-hmm. can launch pad launch pads. <laughs> so it gets kind of crazy with uh, everything you can bounce off these things. Um, an interesting fact about this uh, launch pad is that Wraith cannot interact with a jump pad while in the void through her tactical. So if she's in another dimension, that portal, <laughs> that jump pad is not there, uh, which is very interesting. Um, Now, jumping just as you make contact with the launch pad will make you jump higher. The arc will be higher. The super jump, as people like to refer to it as. Yes. As of now, this mechanic is not working. But senior game designer Daniel Klein, who will be coming on our show next episode. So excited. um, He has said that the super jump not working is based on the fix to a bug that kept the double jump option possible after using the jump pad, the internal plan is to rework how the launch pad works by setting it to always super jump or have that higher arc when running or walking. And if you're sliding or crouching into the launch pad, you will get a longer uh, distance jump from the pad. Uh, this is still in internal development with no release time. Uh, established, but it's kind of what's going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. for this super jump phenomenon. (laughs) Now, how to use it. Um, You can throw these launch pads quite far, and you can use them while in motion, which is my absolute favorite thing 
about octane probably. Mm-hmm. I like I like the stem. I like the passive a lot. But I love that you can be in full sprint, full stem, and just chuck the jump pad in front of you. There's no setup time like the zip line or the portal. The whole team can be moving very quickly and then move even faster uh, by using a launch pad mm-hmm. to get over obstacles, get upstairs, or to just get across open space a lot faster. So I really like uh, that utility of it. Now, you can also use the jump pad uh, defensively to block doors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often I use it inside a building that I'm trying to defend so that if they open the door and they come in, they'll jump and hit their head and get a concussion. (laughs) But if you put it on the outside of the door, um, they won't be able to get in. Mm -hmm. They absolutely will not be able to get in. Um, they'll have to destroy it or go around. So you can kind of go either way. Um, it does have 200, uh, health, uh, and you have a lot of them. So I think... You can kind of make that judgment call on your own, whether or not to put it outside and force them to either ignore it or spend bullets uh, to take care of it. I'm glad you brought that up because we got some big defensive Octane fans in the podcast scene. Yeah, (laughs) early on uh, when we started streaming Apex, I was getting harped on to use (laughs) defensive Octane. And I've really enjoyed playing Octane a lot. Um to kind of add to the credibility, I guess. Doesn't like playing Octane. Legend, Mm -hmm. such a fun legend. Um, Other uses uh, for the launch pad is you can use them to get downed enemies uh, safely behind cover. Um, It's kind of interesting uh, usage if they're down in the open and kind of toss it, and they can just crawl onto it and get bounced away. Um, So you can res them. I really think that the jump pad is an excellent counter to defensive setups, specifically Rampart. Um, you know, Watson or Gibby with his dome shield, if they're kind of set up in a space on high ground, you can use the launch pad to get above them, rain down some grenades, and avoid their defenses, especially avoiding Sheila and Amped cover uh, is a really big deal. So I think that's a great use for the jump pad that I really enjoy. Um, grabbing high ground, it's really good at it. You know, Horizon is now the vertical queen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pathfinder is still really strong at getting high ground. Uh, but with the speed at which you get the launch pads and the versatility with the double jump, um, you can use it to get around ledges, um, and have those midair redirects. Um, you know, for example, you can throw down a launch pad, jump up, and then in a building with the second jump. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of have that two-directional uh, high ground grab, which is kind of fun. Um, you can also use that double jump to be just less predictable um, on your jump arc. Harder to hit, um, which I think is another kind of good buff uh, with that double jump because traditionally people you know, really thought that it was really easy to know that arc, laser, people that were on jump pads. And mm-hmm. now I think that it is a little bit harder. You Still at least possible. have the option to go left or right if you jump and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, dang it. Like you see the people aiming at you. You're like, I can try and go backwards and stuff. You're not as vulnerable as you were uh, before. Absolutely. And it's just, it always comes back to that horizontal movement. Um, I think when I was in driver's ed ages <laughs> ago, I said, always use your signal whenever you're making a lateral movement. And that's what it's all about, making lateral movements midair with the stem uh, and, and with Horizon. So it all comes full circle. I hope we get some comments on that analogy. That was great. 
Use your blinkers. Use your blinkers okay? in Apex. Please save lives. Use blinkers in real life and in Apex. Final thoughts on Octane. An extremely fun legend. Great mobility. Very forgiving. Um, you know, no waiting for long cooldowns. You just go, go, go. Really fun. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, really strong against defensive setups. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice against Caustic uh, for pretty much every reason. Uh, not only can his stem take away the slow effects of the gas um, so the Octane can push through the traps or the Nox grenades, um, but he can also, if touched by the gas, regenerate that damage without needing a syringe. So I see Octane as a really good counter mm-hmm. to Caustic uh, in particular. And despite what everyone thinks, Octane does have team utility by, again, providing more heals for the teammates by not needing as many, um, by being able to quickly duck through the zone to loot, res, or flank. Um, He can conduct those hit-and-run attacks to alleviate pressure on the squad, maybe allow for a res to potentially happen. Um, And he just has amazing versatility uh, with that launch pad, having it every 60 seconds, use it as much as possible. Um, But all that being said, Octane isn't considered to be a team-based legend. And one of our listeners, Dameville, um, put it really well that Octane's best way to help his team is by being uber aggressive and getting kills. And even though I have some additional thoughts on that, I think right now that's a really good perspective to be playing Octane and playing to his strengths. Maybe you can't be a great rezzer. Maybe you can't, uh, you know, be giving intel to the mm-hmm. team. But your strength as a offensive legend is to get those kills. And that's mm-hmm. the best way you can help your team. So I think that's a really good sentiment. And, you know, as an offensive legend, again, Octane's role is to deal damage and attack, attack, attack. And he's really good at it. Couple Octane with Bangalore and Bloodhound. And you can have that kind of balance of hit and run with Bangalore and the information to isolate enemies with Bloodhound. So it's an aggressive uh, loadout. Mm -hmm. Aggressive team compositions is really what you're going to be going with. Um, But Octane's a lot of fun. Yeah, Octane is a really great legend. Interesting to see his space kind of from the data perspective of it. We're excited to learn more about it uh, next week. Uh, Because he's got such an interesting role with such a successful one-on-one combat win ratio but then the lower overall team win rate. And I think that does dictate and kind of the stereotype of the Octanes go off by themselves. And so if you're playing Octane and you want to be successful and get the win, understand how much faster you are than everyone. And don't just end up in 1v3s on accident because you ventured off 80 meters away from the rest of your team and you're by yourself. It's a pretty frustrating thing when you get the Octane random that kills themselves And I don't think that needs to be the case. Use the style of play that he's built for when needed, maybe not 24-7. Just lean into having the best mobility in the game. Mm -hmm. That amazing strafe, use that close quarters. Stay with the team, get the team into a good position with the launch pad, save them some heals, take ring damage uh, for your team, and Octane can be a really fun and useful teammate. Definitely played effectively. That wraps up mastering the legends, an absolute favorite of ours to do. Uh, If you got any legends you want mastered next, make sure you let us know on Instagram, Discord, Twitter. You know, we like to take the recommendations, always fun, and we need the time to be able to master these guys. Absolutely. That's key. Now, welcome to the club.
This is a brand new segment we're super excited about. Apex, you know, introduced a new feature this season with clubs. And we've mentioned before, we're not going to be making a third party club uh, because of the player cap. We can't find a great way to kind of make it available and fit for everyone uh, in a fair way. So despite this, though, we're taking the opportunity to feature listeners clubs to hopefully assist in bringing more players together, which we're all about and we think Apex is all about. So if you ever have a club that you want submitted onto the show, you know, let us know on anywhere you can reach us, name your club, what your club's about and how we can find you and ask you some questions if need be. Today's club, though, is the Apex Games Club. Uh, the Apex has a three in it instead of an E. This is all going to be in the description, though. So if you're curious, go check it out there. This club was created, though, by two of our patrons, and they created this club for those who are looking to grind ranked together this season, which we're big fans of. I'm happy that we got some community kind of coming together. And I got a description of the club from the creators, which is something I will ask for you guys if you submit a club yourselves. Uh, so this is coming from the creator. The main goal is to help spread our knowledge and coach each other towards becoming better players. There's no direct skill requirement. We're just looking for decent players who have played the game in a, a bit, but maybe still need some improvement in their gameplay that we can help each other out with. We have members from all platforms and all races and gender are welcome. Fantastic. Well welcome said. to the club. Welcome to the club. Exactly. Time to wrap it up now with some questions. First question for the day is coming from Mythic Helm. Hey, coming from a five-star review as well. Hey guys, just started listening a few weeks ago and I really appreciate the great job you're doing. Lots of great tips, discussion, and overall quality content. You're the best. One question. I've heard that different ammo types and grenade types have different effects. Is this true? For instance, is heavy ammo have a slowing effect, light ammo shreds armor, and arc stars stunning? and being better versus shields, etc. Thanks. So, you know, grenades, they all have their unique abilities. The thermites burn people, the arc stars stun people, but there isn't like the, if you hit a shield person versus a, you know, a empty person, you're going to deal uh, more damage with that one. Uh, in terms of the bullets, uh, there's no like special uh, effects like the light ammo doesn't do more against armor. Uh, you know, we had disrupt around a while back that did that. But there is a conception that this is a thing in Apex. Do you mm -hmm. have anything else you want to throw in there? Yeah, early on we did a light versus heavy mm -hmm. showdown episode uh, early on. And this was one of the uh, the myths that we had to bust. Um, it's interesting because all uh, weapons actually do incur uh, a slowing effect mm -hmm. if you're being shot. Um, and so it kind of happens with everybody. Um, the most uh, prominent feeling of being slowed is when you're getting hit with a charge rifle mm -hmm. um, because it's just, you know, that consecutive slowing. And so I think that um, might be kind of an exception for an ammo type having a special effect is sniper ammo in the charge rifle, even <laughs> though it's not really special. And same with the sentinel charged yeah. up affecting shield. So like yeah. there's some little things in there. There's some caveats, but uh, essentially light and heavy have no actual in-game difference mm -hmm. other than the guns they can be used on definitely next question coming from bauston underscore no tw five star again just want to say thank you for providing an amazing podcast with tons of useful information i'm a late subscriber to the podcast so i have not listened to every episode but i'm hooked you guys definitely helped improve my game i'm a revenant main and i'm wondering if you have already done a mastering the legend segment with revenant and if so what episode also have you guys seen the easter egg of marvin on the Olympus map. Thanks for the good content and keep it up. 
Thanks so much, Boston. Uh, we have not done revenant yet, mm-hmm. um, but I encourage everybody that enjoyed this episode to go back through the library and mm-hmm. see our other Mastering Legends. We've done quite a few now. Um, revenant's definitely on the list. Uh, can't tell you when, uh, but definitely still on the list. We'll definitely. get to them all eventually. And mm-hmm. both of us have played a fair uh, bit of revenant, so yeah. we're definitely getting there on the time logged. Um, and yes, of course, we've seen Marvin. Marvin's uh, our favorite. Of course. Of so course. that's really a great thing uh, in Olympus. Definitely. Next question is coming from JD Sniper. Also a five-star review. I have a question. Out of all the games you've played, what game do you think you could have gone pro in? I like this question. I was thinking hard and I was like, I re- like I, I love shooter games. I'm not good enough to be a pro in any of the shooters, even if I committed all my time. I commit all my time to Apex. I'm not Imperial Hall or anything like yeah. that. Uh, those guys are crazy in ways that we can't be. So my answer for this, 2K. I'm a freaking savage. NBA 2K, any of them. Any of them. Bring good. it on. We're going. Uh, I think that would be the game I, I could maybe try and launch a pro career in someday. It's a tough question. It kind of hits hard <laughs> at home, but I don't know. I see Apex as a pretty team-based game, and when I watch the ALGS, you know, even the best, they miss some shots. They mm-hmm. make some bad decisions. So part of me thinks that maybe I could be a support player. <laughs> uh, maybe I could toss the bubble on a team. Um, but I also know that we uh, we ran some lobbies in Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. And That's it's, true. And it's possible that we could have gotten picked up if we... Uh, weren't so bogged down in school at the time Dang so shame it's a possibility hey if zombies had a pro scene though that one might be for you as well yeah <laughs> maybe maybe i'd commit at least. <laughs> last question coming from glock five stars why'd you guys start the podcast excellent question we've answered it a few times on the show it's uh an interesting story i think um it was shay's initial idea i mean you introduce sure it? sure Yeah, so essentially, uh, I've been an avid podcast listener now for a while. Um, And so, you know, Henry and I talk about Apex all the time. We've been playing it a ton. Uh, Absolutely loved it. And so I, you know, listened to some other Apex pods, uh, found a couple that I liked, and I felt like there really wasn't a ton, though, on the scene. Uh, And I was like, Henry, we should try and do this. You know, Henry and I very much have kind of the business entrepreneurship mind uh, for doing stuff. And so we just decided to kind of try and give it a go, see what happens. We kind of wanted to find a third teammate as well to play some games with consistently. Uh, We couldn't have imagined, though, what this would grow to and the amount of teammates we would find. And we're very lucky for that and what this community has come from. Um, And I would say I think we've both kind of found a a passion for podcasting that I don't think either of us really uh, realized we had. And it's been really special and beyond awesome that we've been able to do this. It's been a lot of fun, and like you said, not really expecting it. Mm-hmm. And even though we've been podcasting for less than a year, um, and we've had some, you know, initial success, mm-hmm. I think it's also important to point out that we didn't start the podcast at the very, very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we played the game religiously for a year mm-hmm. before we even started the show. Pretty much exactly a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our first episode was a year in review. Mm-hmm. And so recapping, you know, our entire experience and the lifetime of Apex. And I think that that is kind of uh, inspiring mm-hmm. that you can start something cool, not necessarily at the very beginning. And if you do a really good job at it and you enjoy it, you can grow. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's pretty cool. And so we've enjoyed it a lot. Podcast has been fun. We're excited to see where it takes us next. Um, and we'll still be here. Definitely. And thank you to all of you for, you know, listening. You're a huge part of the reason we have had any success. And it means a lot, all the reviews and everything that you guys have ever said, all the kind words, the follow on Instagram, the follow on Twitter, being a part of the Discord community. It, it's all huge. And even the people that have said we've inspired them to start doing some podcasting themselves too. It, it really does all mean a lot. We're getting all mushy here though. Anything else though before we wrap it up? That's a wrap. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe on Apple Pods, follow on Spotify, leave a five-star review with your question or review, and we'll showcase it on the next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast. We stop and stop by our weekly stream. Check out Discord via the link in the description. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>